Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This is Democracy or Else, where we're bringing you conversations with amazing candidates in down-ballot races, activists, and community leaders from around the country. I'm Ari Schwartz, Crooked Media's Manager of Programming and Production. I came here via the campaign staff to Crooked Pipeline after two years on the Ocasio-Cortez campaign in New York. Today, I'm talking with Lieutenant Governor of Minnesota, my home state, Peggy Flanagan, who is up for re-election this November. Lieutenant Governor Flanagan is a longtime community leader and has spent time on the Minneapolis Board of Education and the Minnesota State House of Representatives in addition to her time as the executive director of the Children's Defense Fund in Minnesota. Before we jump in, I learned we went to the same high school. No way! <laughs> Lou Park, yes! <laughs> Go Park. And uh, after this is over, I will uh, have to get a little bit of advice from you because I believe you planned your reunions. <laughs> I'm happy to serve. Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> um, you are running for your second term on a ticket with Governor Tim Walls. Given that you and I are the kind of nerds who have planned or will plan mm-hmm. our high school reunions, <laughs> it seems like you're the type of person who uh, is happy and excited to sort of take on responsibility and make change. What led you to run for office? Oh, well, um, thank you for calling me a nerd. I am absolutely a nerd. Uh, I am a policy nerd. But, you know, what really led me to run for office was I grew up in the community of St. Louis Park. My mom moved us there using a Section 8 housing voucher, and we relied on public programs that really helped to lift our family out of poverty. And now I get to pay that back through service. And frankly, there's a lot of folks who say, you know, in positions of power at the Capitol who like to talk about those people in quotes. Um, I am those people. And those people deserve to have a, a seat at the table. And to be really candid, I am here because I grew up on the Wellstone for Senate campaign in 2002 and saw that electoral politics was a tool in our toolbox to make change for our community and got bit by the bug and just let my nerd flag fly um, with organizing and political work. Great. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the good, the bad, and the national. Mm -hmm. So let's start with good. You won your race four years ago. What has that meant for Minnesota already? And how do you plan to build on that record in the future? One of the things that's been really important to Governor Walls and myself, the kind of uh, values that really guide us are, you know, is really focused on children and families. We want to make sure that Minnesota is the best place in the country to raise a family. So we've been focused on ensuring that our kids have what they need. Um, we have the one of the most significant investments in public education in the state's history uh, happened on our watch, uh, making sure that things like paid family and medical leave 
believe, you know, are a priority for us. Childcare uh, as well. Like childcare is my jam. Um, and it really is finally, we are finally talking about it in the way that it deserves to be talked about as the backbone of the economy and really the workforce behind the workforce. So we've made it a priority to fund the childcare assistance program as well as to keep childcare facilities in home centers in business, especially during the pandemic. And we ensured that we had one of the, the lowest death rates in the Midwest from COVID. It was uh, a really difficult time, but I'm proud of the work that we were able to do. And mostly it's because, you know, and Ari, you know this, Minnesotans are, are good people who care a lot about each other. And uh, I think we were able to bring folks together to take it seriously and to do that good work. But really, you know, leading into the future, I think the things that are are on the line and the, the things that we need to continue to do and protect is abortion access. That is key and critical here in Minnesota. Governor Walls and I have been champions for reproductive justice. And as long as we are in office, um, we will not roll back on abortion and then any changes will not happen on our watch. And then I'd also just say that we need to do a lot more work around making sure that our LGBTQ youth in particular are seen and heard and valued and protected. And then, you know, I would just say uh, also gun violence is an issue that we see all over the country, but also here in Minnesota. And so making sure that we are passing background checks, red flag laws. Um, uh, This is something that I hear from young people in particular all the time. And I think that's where we really need to focus and make progress. Well, you hit on it a little bit. We hit on the good. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to the bad. (laughs) Uh, A lot of folks listening maybe aren't so familiar with the specifics of uh, the political landscape in Mm -hmm. Minnesota, but are generally worried about how extreme Republican candidates are becoming. Is that also true in Minnesota? So, Ari, I will say that our opponents are interesting, and I say that in the most Minnesotan way possible, um, which is, you know, to say that there is a really stark choice that is in front of us. We are this progressively minded uh, state that really, hearkening back to, to Wellstone, right, we all do better when we all do better. And I think that that's a mantra that many of us try to live by. But the reality is that there is a threat to that. Our opponents, Scott Jensen and Matt Burke, are uh, frankly trying to take us backwards. Uh, Scott Jensen has repeatedly said that he will outlaw abortion even in the cases of rape and incest. We cannot let that happen. Minnesota is an island of decency, frankly, and access in the upper Midwest for abortion care. Uh, We've seen, since the Dobbs decision came down, a 25 to 35% increase in folks who are coming from out of state to access abortion care. And, you know, as Minnesotans, we're good neighbors. We want to be good neighbors and want to provide that access for folks. Um, And it's just going to be really important that we keep Minnesota blue. My opponent, uh, Matt Burke, who is running for lieutenant governor, has said having access to abortion encourages women to have careers. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, I know. The audacity of women having careers. Um, You know, when I first heard that, like my eyes started twitching. (laughs) Is this really, you know, what we are talking about? Um, And so, you know, that for me is the thing that like gets me up in the morning is that we need to make sure that we are protecting access to abortion here in Minnesota. 
And if people, you know, your your listeners really care about that issue, and I know that they do, making sure that we are reelected, I think, is is a part of protecting that access. Mm-hmm. Our opponents are dangerous. They are extreme. They don't listen to women. And when, frankly, more than half of our population uh, <laughs> like are women, like that seems like a super important thing for folks to do. It's, it's literally like what is on the ballot. Abortion is on the ballot, right? And like these are the things, democracy is on the ballot, making sure that people can vote uh, and can do so, right? Knowing that this, our system is trusted and fair, um, you know, that is, that's on the ballot. We have an opportunity, I think right now we have a, a DFL, we're the Democratic Farmer Labor Party here in Minnesota. Of course. Um, and yeah, so we have the opportunity to keep all, five constitutional offices in control of the Democrats. Right now, we currently control the state house and would like to be able to control the state Senate so that we can codify protections for abortion in law and make sure that uh, Minnesotans have everything that they need. And you hit on it a little bit, but I want to circle back to the DFL has uh, five executive offices, DFL, Mm -hmm. Democratic Farmer Labor. It's a little more extra. (laughs) Maybe a little extra. (laughs) But all five uh, executive offices in the state are now currently in DFL hands. A big question on on our minds is both with uh, Steve Simon's race as Secretary of State and Keith Ellison's race as Attorney General. Those are both seats that we've seen just sort of across the country being targeted Mm -hmm. because of the power they hold within a state. What does that look like right now in Minnesota? It's going to be tight. I have known Keith Ellison for a very long time. He is a dear friend. And I can tell you that he has been an absolute champion for the little guy, right? And making sure that seniors are protected from unlawful evictions, making sure that we're holding big pharma accountable. And the work that he did around the Chauvin case on the murder of George Floyd, that matters. Mm -hmm. And we absolutely need to see him reelected. So if you care about justice, then you, I think you'll be supporting Keith Ellison. And Steve Simon has been just an incredible leader. He's an amazing Secretary of State. We have the highest voter turnout um, in Minnesota uh, on the regular. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and and it's because, right, like we have really civically minded folks, but also a system and structure, frankly, that's been led by Steve Simon that, that really works for Minnesotans. Same day voter registration, um, multiple languages for balloting. Like this is how it should be. We should want more people to vote. We shouldn't be throwing up obstacles. And Steve Simon's opponent is super scary, too. I mean, they are showing who they are repeatedly over and over and over again. And we just need to answer that by um, making sure our folks are, are turning out all across the, the state. And, you know, every election cycle, we hear, this is the most important election of our time, right? Like, it legitimately is this time around in Minnesota, making sure that we like, continue those values of caring for each other. Like, that is what is on the ballot this time around. Can you talk a little bit about why uh, people outside of Minnesota, so you're Michigander, you're uh, South Carolinian, uh, should care about this election in Minnesota, um, why this matters on a national scale? 
again, I, I don't want to continue to talk about the ex- exceptionalism, right, of Minnesota, uh, but we will all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it is, I think, our position in the Midwest of being uh, a place of decency, uh, a place where, you know, we really value kindness and supporting one another. That is all part of what is happening here. And so if your listeners care about that uh, and and making sure that this region stays a a place um, that really uplifts and supports people, we've got robust structure in place for people to sign up and volunteer to get out the vote. And because we have same day registration here, you know, when you invest in the, the work that we're doing, we can make sure that we see somebody in the community, if we knock on their door, if they're not registered and they still you know, want to vote, like we can get them there. Early voting starts in Minnesota September 23rd. That is an opportunity uh, for folks to bank that vote and then use all of that extra time that you have to volunteer, to knock on doors, to make phone calls. And you don't even have to live here if you want to make phone calls for folks in Minnesota, because we have a whole bunch of shared values nationally, protecting abortion access, Mm -hmm. making sure that the LGBTQ uh, plus community is seen and heard and valued. There's all of these things, I think, that that we can work on together and making sure that we maintain the majority and the, you know, the U.S. House of Representatives is something that you can help with. We've got something for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. To, to be, uh, uh, you know, to, to weigh in to help save this country, right? We do. We're like a an electoral state fair, if you will. Yes. You come and you get what you want. We've got it all. We've got it all. <laughs> I want to do a couple f- quick, rapid fire, mm-hmm. fun questions. So, if you're ready, yeah, I'm ready. What is your most controversial non political opinion? Um. My most controversial uh, take is that the new kids on the block are the greatest band of all time. I'm not flinching. And I'll take that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite free or low budget activity to do in Minnesota? One of the things that I really love to do is to go to the Westwood Hills Nature Center in St. Louis Park, uh, the community where I live, and just walk and see the turkeys and the deers and kind of clean out my brain. It is this gem in the middle of the highways and the cities. Uh, And I would also say I'm a big fan of karaoke as well. That's fairly low cost. (laughs) And Minnesota State Fair has the big karaoke station. That's correct. For folks. Um, What film or TV or book content are you consuming right now? What do you recommend? Uh, I am a super fan of Reservation Dogs. Um, It is in its second season. It's incredible. Check that out. It is really powerful to just see, you know, really for the for the first time, um, the experience of Native folks on television. I uh, love Rutherford Falls. RIP. It was canceled by Peacock. My hope is that Hulu uh, will pick it up. I'm going to use this opportunity as an organizing opportunity (laughs) to to say like, Hulu, pick up Rutherford Falls. Um, It's just, it's a delight. Janice Schmitting is so wonderful. And it is fun to see nerdy Native woman with glasses living her best life. Uh, who falls in love with a public radio guy. It's like literally my life. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, but it's, um, we finally are in a time when uh, pop culture is showing Native people as contemporary people. I could have never imagined 
this, you know, as a kiddo growing up. And now my daughter can just see herself um, when she turns on the television. It's we're kind of having a moment, right? So we've got Rutherford Falls, we've got, you know, reservation dogs, her mom's lieutenant governor, Auntie Deb is the Secretary of the Interior. Auntie Sharice, right, is in Congress. Just mm-hmm. her reality is that Native women lead everywhere. I can't wait to see what that means for her and for other uh, young Native people. I love that. I love that. Uh, and general pitch for Janish meeting in general, so funny. I have the so biggest funny. crush on her. And I have like uh, some of her beadwork. Mm-hmm. And I wear it now in my like official... Uh, campaign headshot. Wow. I was like, I got to bring a little, wow, you know, uh, Janish meeting beaded earrings into uh, my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one final one. What's your favorite pasta shape? A Star Wars macaroni and cheese. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to tell you that, uh, you know, that's not what we eat a lot at my house, but I, I would be lying to you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the most important question of the night. How can folks get involved in your campaign? So they can go to wallsflanagan.org to uh, volunteer, to donate, uh, to keep Minnesota blue and keep us an island of access to abortion in the upper Midwest. I love it. Well, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, this was truly an honor. Always wonderful to talk to a, a fellow Minnesotan. Thanks so much for having me. To learn more and to volunteer uh, on the Walls Flanagan ticket, head to wallsflanagan.org. That's W-A-L-Z-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N dot O-R-G. And as always, head to votesaveamerica.com to get involved in key races across the country. Happy voting. Democracy or Else is a Crooked Media interview series. I'm your host and executive producer, Shaniqua McClendon. Series hosts are Sarah Garcia, Amelia Montooth, and Ari Schwartz, and they produce along with E.J. Baker, Leo Duran, and Julia Gunther. Joseph Dutra and Leo Duran are our editors. Digital direction from Matt DeGroote and social support from Danita Ramesh. Rebecca Rotenberg is our production assistant. If you want to get involved in the 2022 midterm elections, head over to votesaveamerica.com.